This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Give your kitchen the upgrade it deserves with Clearview Cabinetry. Clearview Cabinetry starts as a kitchen built for now and grows with you as life changes. It's flexible by design with full access cabinet construction. So you can go from doors to drawers for storage that works when you need it. Get an appointment-free design consultation and explore all our cabinet options on display in our kitchen showroom. And save big money now at Menards. Save big money at Better, happier, more productive, comfortable, not drinking too much, regular exercise at the gym, three days a week, getting on better with your associate employee contemporaries, at ease, eating well, no more microwave dinners and saturated fats, a patient better driver, a safer car, baby smiling in backseat, sleeping well, no bad dreams, no paranoia, Careful to all animals, never watching spiders done a plug hole. Keep in contact with all And welcome to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems to fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Travis. With me, as always, is my brother Quentin. Today, we are finally talking about Radiohead. I don't know if we have, I mean, surely we have mentioned Radiohead at least once in an episode, Um, but we haven't really um, talked about them in depth at all. Uh, So it was bound to happen eventually. Uh, So we are starting with, of course, OK Computer, which came out in 1997, um, and it's sort of the, the album that, uh, that made them who they are today, right? Would you say that's accurate, Q? So here's the deal, bro. I, f- I feel I'm, I'm hesitant to, to admit this. I've never listened to the bins, and I have some some friends of mine that are fans of Radiohead that, that were shocked when I told them that. Um, but, yeah. Well, I mean, I, look, uh, I think, I think you, you, you would recognize... Fake plastic trees, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would recognize high and dry, probably. Um, but I mean, I, look, I, I'll I'll say the same for me. I've I've 
I listened. I, I honestly today is the first day that I actually sat down and listened to the entire album. I went through and listened to Pablo Honey, and then I listened to the Benz all the way through. Nice, uh, because I wanted to. I wanted to have an idea of sort of where they came from before okay. they did OK Computer, because it is such a huge um, change that that happens on OK Computer. And it's it's a, you're talking okay. So let's just acknowledge the fact that we're jumping the gun again, like we always do when we're when we're covering a, an artist that we're super super excited about. Um, so let's what do you want to <laughs> do? You want to dive into our Watcha Hurts first because I don't even know if we should get into the history of Radiohead, but like okay, all right, because you know okay so so okay computers their third full length album. They had Pablo Honey before that came out in 93. The Bins came out in 95. And then OK Computer came out in 97. Right? Yes. So yeah, that's, that's right. So that's every two years they're, they're spitting out albums. And they kind of got popular with Pablo Honey because of their single uh, Creep. Their single Creep. Um, yeah. Uh, creep, I think, is it, it's their first single that, that put them on the charts. It was a top 40 hit. On the UK charts, yeah, it, it helped them sell about uh, about eight hundred thousand copies of that album. Yeah, and to this day, uh, you know, it is, you know, probably, I would say it might be their still their most recognized song, like to the to the masses, you know, to the mainstream. Like this is the song. This is a song that you could still hear on the radio. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. So we'll get okay, we'll get into that because there is. Creep really, really is responsible for what went on to become like Radiohead making um, the more uh, taking risks and, and and making the music that they wanted to make because they had such uh, success with Creep. The label sort of let them be a little bit more creative with what they did on the next album because they weren't in debt to the album or to the label because Creep helped make... Uh, Pablo Honey, uh, you know, successful as far as numbers selling, uh, making money, right? So anyway, yeah, let's let's just pause there because it's a good pausing spot. So we'll pick that up in a second. Let's do uh, our weekly segment, What You Heard, where we talk about a song uh, that we may have stumbled upon or listened to uh, in the past week, ideally. Uh, that's not always the case, but Q, it sounds like you actually do have a a legitimate what you heard in the sense that you yes. heard this song for the first time this no, no, week no. or you All just right. heard it. So here's the deal, bro. Let's admit something to ourselves and to our dear listeners. Uh, when we first started out with this podcast, we wanted to have this segment as a legitimate, hey, here's what we heard this last couple weeks. In between recording these episodes, this is something that I heard within this time frame. But I feel like over time, we kind of used this segment to just play similar artists to the band that we're covering, right? Yeah, but I mean, sometimes, you know, we were listening to those artists in preparation for the yeah. episode. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, this is a legitimate what you heard, bro, bro. Um, and here's the story. So, cause I know you've heard this song. Uh, so I was hanging out in West Seattle, uh, yesterday 
And there is a street that I was turning left onto uh, called Avalon. I think it's Avalon Avenue or something. And, you know, okay, when you hear the word Avalon, what's another word that comes to mind? Just just with the th- with the syllables and what's 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 a word? Uh, what that... are you serious? Are you serious right now? What <laughs> what? Babylon by David Gray. Yes, <laughs> dude. Can I just say that I love the fact that you immediately went to Babylon because well, because I was thinking like Avalon, Babylon, Babylon, but I didn't think that you would go there, dude. But that's as soon as I saw. On Google, that I was turning left on Avalon, in my brain I went Babylon, <laughs> and then dude, and I had to play it, man. So let's fucking do it. All so, right. and here's the best part about all this, dude. I I just just to briefly look into the song, um, you know, just to say something about it for for the what you heard. Guess when this song came out, bro? Well, I'm looking at it right now, 1998. Okay, and what day did it come out? Oh, I don't know. July 12th. <laughs> That's our birthday for people that don't know. We were born on July 12th. Dude, I love this song. And hey, just look, just press play and let it play at least to the sing- to the, to the chorus. I mean, the thing dude. is, I'm very familiar with the song, so it's not like I'm I don't care, dude. I want to hear it right time. now, bro. I want to hear right. it. Here we go. Let's do it. Friday night, I'm going nowhere. All the lights are changing, green to red. Turning over TV stations, situations running through my head. Looking back through time, you know it's clear that I've been blind. I've been a fool to open up my heart to all that. Jealousy, that bitterness, that ridicule Saturday, I'm running wild And all the lights are changing Red to green Moving through the crowds I'm pushing Chemicals are rushing in my bloodstream Only wish that you were here no, I'm seeing it so clear I've been afraid To show you how I really feel Admit to some of those bad mistakes I've made And if you want it, come and get it Crying out loud The love that I Never in doubt. Let go of your heart, let go of your head, and fail it now. Let go of your heart, let go of your head, and fail it now. Babylon, Babylon. Dude, that that earworm has been 
itching my brain for the last 24 hours, man. Hey, I mean, it's a great song, man. No doubt about it. It's got a great, great chorus, you know? Yeah. Dude, that's just one of those. You know what? That That's a song to me. Like, I feel like that's, it, it, you know, I'm sure David Gray is considered a one hit wonder. And that's the song, right? So, Q, you're such a big fan of the song. Have you yeah. have you listened to any of his other music? No. That's what I'm that's what I'm that's that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm sure like Maybe you should, man. Maybe I should, dude. Maybe I should listen to that album. So here's the deal. Okay, so this song to me is on par with I don't even know the name. I think it's I think it's called The Verve. I think is the name of the Oh, uh, Bitter Bittersweet Symphony. Fuck yeah, dude. That's one of those songs that just stands the test of time. But and here's the deal. I, I thought the same thing with the Verve. Like Dude, I should check out the album. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. But see, Terrible. that's the thing with a lot of those one-hit wonders, man. There's a yeah. reason that they're one-hit wonders, right? Yeah, they like they fucking they, you know, they they tapped into something, you know. They they just right. had a they just had a good uh, like like you said, the the guitar um that chorus is just fucking, it, it's it's an earworm. I feel like that's part of the definition of an earworm, you know, a song that gets stuck in your head. It's, yeah, it's just, got a great, uh, it's just, it's got a yeah. great, great hook. And dude, unless you're, you know, Paul, George, and John, it's going to be hard for you to tap, to top that. You're not going to give Ringo any credit, dude. Okay. And Ringo. All right. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, no, dude. Come on. I'm sorry, Ringo. I love you. All right. So, so that's 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 good. I mean, I feel like that's that's probably uh, uh, we we usually don't play mega um, well known songs on this podcast, dude. So. I'm glad I'm glad that that song has has found its way onto our podcast. Okay, yeah. And dude, it's and you know song. what? I, I, more than anything, I just love that as soon as I said the word Avalon. Your brain went to Babylon, and you're not the only one, dude. I I brought it up to Elena last night. Really? <laughs> yeah, and she's she immediately went to Babylon. It's weird that the word Avalon takes you to Babylon. There's not many words that rhyme with Avalon or Babylon, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So go. then, I want to hear. You, let me hear your uh, your fake what you heard, bro. Lay it on me. It well, here's the thing. If if fake just means I haven't I, I didn't listen to it last mm-hmm. week mm-hmm. Or, or stumble upon it for the first time last week, mm-hmm. then yeah, you can say this is fake. But as you know, I've been uh, I've been uh, absent a lot lately. Yeah, from uh, no filler. So you know, this song was uh, intended to be a what you heard. Uh, weeks ago when I first heard it. So what can I say? Wow. But I think it's kind of, I don't know if this is obvious or not, but I've been listening to a lot of 90s, um, not necessarily emo music, but uh, alt rock. Uh Um, Bands in that vein? Yeah, bands that weren't necessarily... uh, mega successful um but bands that you know were kind of on the radar a little bit and this is one of those bands uh they're called jaw box j a w b o x 
That's right. Jawbox. Never heard of them. No surprise. Uh, not, neither had I until recently. Um, but this uh, this album came out in 1994. So, you know, right in that, that prime 90s uh, spot in, in the decade where, uh, you know, grunge was in full swing. Um, 94 was not yet post-grunge, was it? 94 was right so. in the thick of it. Yeah, it's right in the thick of it. So I wouldn't put these guys in the grunge camp. I also wouldn't put them in emo, but they have some emo, some some second wave emo tendencies to them. But uh, I don't know. I just really enjoy this album. Uh, the album is called For Your Own Special Sweetheart. And uh, this song is called Cooling Card. So here we go. I mean, it's a pretty straightforward, you know, alt rock song, but, um, I feel like that song belongs on the dumb and dumber soundtrack. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Also. Okay. Maybe I'm off here and maybe it's just me. It kind of, kind of reminded me of REM just in the way that Hmm. he sang. I don't know if I agree with you on that one. That's why I said, I'm I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty, uh, Pretty big REM fan. So. I think you're probably a bigger fan than me. Yeah, without a doubt. And, I just, uh, just in his vocal delivery, uh, yeah. in his kind of like more talking than singing. No, nah, I don't know, dude. Maybe one. Maybe you're thinking of like one REM song. In That's probably but, the problem. But I can't. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can't think of. That's probably the there's deal. not a. Yeah, but anyway, that was um, good. I liked it. I, that that's yeah. yeah. And dude, you know what? It makes me happy that you're. Giving these artists a chance, you know, or, you know well, this you're, is what you're getting into yeah. it and, and listening to the album all the way through. Oh, absolutely. That's I mean, fucking th- great. This is what I look. I always. This is what I like doing. I like, you know, I tell myself, "Hey, I love '90s rock, right? '90s grunge. Yeah. How and, many bands under the radar are out there that were making great music?" That I just haven't stumbled upon dude, because for the hundreds, most part I've only exactly thousands hundreds. because we were too young, dude. Not only That's that, but about. dude, even if we were the the like the perfect age, it was so much harder to get into music in the nineties. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, dude, t- like take advantage of of the endless amounts of streaming music just at our fingertips. Yeah, so this is the kind of uh, the kind of uh, path that I like to go on. So I'm gonna. Probably just listen to a, 
uh, bands that are listed under similar, you know, fans also like or whatever, and just so, see where it takes me. Like, so in a couple of weeks when we do our next full length, what are the chances you're going to deliver another '90s, uh, another '90s gym, bro? Unless it just, you know, it, I. I like to change paths quite a bit with my music. So if I'm yeah. listening to something, you know, if I switch and now all of a sudden I'm listening to nothing but down tempo for the next two weeks and then, then I'll bring something like that to the table. But well, you know what? You're never going to hear from me ever again. Metal. Cause you shit all over me <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. But that's the thing, man. If you started getting into you metal, sh- no dude. Never oh, again. you mean that, you mean that, you mean that band that you brought to the table? Don't, don't you dare. I think you gave them enough grief. I'm not going to say their name, dude, because I feel sorry for them, man. It's it's fine. It's just the bands like that are a dime a dozen right now. Oof, my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but you didn't. You don't know that, dude. And if you haven't listened to a lot of metal, you don't. You don't realize how generic that was. You know what? I appreciate your input. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it's let's get back. It's into Radiohead, Radiohead time, too. dude. Yeah, let's let's go to Radiohead. So we just. Before we did our What You Heard, we were talking about Creep, right? Hey, dude, let's play Creep. I think it's we should play Creep. Okay. We did this for Spoon. Right. Let's play Creep. That's fine. If you haven't, so this is going to kind of be, I feel like, kind of what happened when we uh, when we covered Kings of Leon. This is a song that you've probably heard. First thing we did when we got into Kings of Leon was play their mega hit, um, Use Somebody. Right, right. That for us is not a good representation of Kings of Leon. I think right. that Creep is Creep, dude. Creep doesn't sound like Radiohead to me. I mean, and you know, it's weird, it, dude. It, yeah. The thing about about Creep, and I mean, I don't know how to, uh, you know. I'm lumping Kings of Leon into into this just because that was one of the bands we've covered before. But Creep is like the opposite. Uh, for Radiohead because Creep was their earlier stuff and for right, us right. with a band like Kings of Leon it's their earlier stuff that was the true like essence of Kings of Leon for us yeah you, dude you're absolutely right because with Kings of Leon their early stuff was more like authentic it seemed like yeah. and then their their the later you know their newer stuff just is it bends more and more to the record label to me right versus or the mainstream versus yeah. Radiohead was the, is the exact opposite truly you know? yeah so, yes okay right. so so let's listen to creep so again this came out on Pablo Honey which was their first full length album that came out in 93 right this was their one of their singles on Pablo Honey all right i will say this i don't think it's it's really similar to say that like playing creep so that people can have an idea of who Radiohead is is not really the same. Well, as but like, that's—I oh, well, mean, that's kind of what we were doing because, with Spoon too. Yeah, I know, but Spoon is also one of those bands that probably a good majority of people don't realize that they've heard them. But Radiohead is Radiohead. But we'll do it anyway because I—I I think what this will do is uh, show um, just how much they just were how, able to, how much yeah, they just, changed in four years. Right, exactly, going from Creep to OK Computer and like how drastic of a change that is. Yeah. So here we go. Here's here's Creep. When you were before 
That doesn't sound like Radiohead to me, man. It's, I mean, you can, you can tell that it's Tom York. Barely. But you don't get, yeah, I mean. I feel like he hasn't, he, he, like, I don't know, he, he wasn't uh, confident enough in his voice yet, because he kind of stays in the low range. Yeah, I mean, that's just this song. Yeah. Um, There are some songs on here. Okay. Where you you kind of hear more of his range, but okay, yeah, he wasn't um, he wasn't pushing his his vocals to the the limit that he starts to do on like OK Computer. So uh, I don't feel like any of the members of the band were pushing any limits with that song. Right. That's that's the thing that stands out to me the most about Pablo Honey and also the Benz is that you're not really hearing the other band members aren't being showcased whatsoever. Okay. It's just a generic, and I wouldn't say generic, but it, it it sounds like other bands from the '90s. Yeah, and and it makes sense that that they were able to find success with that song, right? Now, during that I mean, time, it's also, it's also worth mentioning that it's not like they were making music. Uh, it's not like they were doing this on purpose. Like, hey, I guess you know, let's let's sound like the other bands that are popular right now, just so we can you know, get signed and, and put a single out. Right. Like this is just what they were writing at the time. Right. And I heard, I, I've read too that like, so shit, let's, let's lay them off the roster, I guess. Huh? Okay. So, uh, these guys have known each other and have been playing music together since 1985 where they met in high school. They, uh, they formed back in, back in 85 in, uh, as a band, I guess they were, they went. They went. Uh, they went by on a Friday. That's their band name. Obviously, if you don't know, Tom York is the lead singer. Uh, he also plays guitar, piano, right? He does a bunch of stuff now, right? I mean, his, he's obviously evolved. He does. He does DJ sets and stuff now, right? Yeah, and he's got. He's he's released a, a handful of of solo stuff too. Yeah. So uh, Johnny Greenwood is the guitar player, uh, but I think he's kind of more. As as the albums progress, like he becomes more and more uh, involved with like the synthesizers and yes. like the programming Just of the songs. Weird experimental shit with with yeah, yeah keyboards all, and synthesizers and all of the uh, the orchestral arrangements that pop yeah. up here and there throughout their music. That's all him. Yeah, and he's you done know, he, he's done some soundtracks too, right? Yeah, he did. Shit, um, he's done quite a few, man. Yeah, I think he. I think most notably, he did. Uh, there will be blood. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and we do. Interestingly enough, Tom York 
just did the soundtrack for the Suspiria remake, which makes me want to see that movie even more. Have even, you have you have you seen the original Suspiria, dude? Nope, not uh, not it's it's weird, it. but it's also really um, what kind of weird like. like uh, it just it you know it's got seventies written all over it, okay. um, but from a very like artistic like um, David Lynch weird. Yeah, actually a little bit, but not 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 to the extreme of like an eraser hit or something. Like that. <laughs> okay, but it's just it's just really cool, and the soundtrack is badass. Cool. Uh, there's this band called the Goblins that did the soundtrack back then. Anyway, uh, Colin Greenwood bass guitar. Uh, yes, they are related. Johnny and Colin are brothers. Ed O'Brien, uh, second guitar player. He does backing vocals. Uh, he's listed as doing effects. Um, I would think that that uh, Johnny also has effect pedals, right? I mean, the, oh, but yeah. anyway, Ed O'Brien is listed as the effects guy, and then Philip Selway is the drummer. And he's up there. He's in my top five favorite drummers. Yeah, I think we yeah, mentioned he's amazing. this in our can episode. Yeah, yeah. This is what um, what we're talking about here, as far as like Philip Selway as a drummer. You don't really get to hear uh how amazing he really is if you listen to pablo honey or the bins like, it's just not showcased like, I, he dude, starts to I, change I, his style on okay computer so i didn't find anything and I, I don't know if you did either but i just i just wonder what what changed all right so let's get into that so like we said they come out with pablo honey creep is uh this top 40 hit uh, that allows them to sort of have some more leeway from the the label uh, when they make bins. Um, they come out with the bins, and uh, to me at least, you know, there's maybe one song or or maybe a two songs on there that sort of start to you can sort of get a vibe for some of some of the more like experimental sort of the direction that they start to go. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, the bins is just. It's kind of, it's kind of like Pablo Honey as far as like it's. There's nothing too exciting happening. Like it sounds, the, to me the bins, they sound like REM a little bit. I guess his singing style sort of mirrors Michael Stipe of REM here and there. The mm-hmm. guitar playing and and the music kind of sounds like some of REM stuff. It it follows sort of the same style as other. 90s old bands from that time right there's a little bit of like i hear a little bit of smashing pumpkins even in there cool right so they tour for the bins for like forever right long long tour and then again because of the success that they've now had with the bins and pablo honey basically they are now able to sort of dictate how they want to record their next album and they wanted specifically to work with this guy named Nigel Godrick. Which I feel like is almost, um, what's the term? Like another member of the band? I mean, yeah. Like, like that's a yeah. common a common name. Like, for anyone who knows anything about Radiohead, you know the name Nigel Godrick. Yeah, because he, he, he is the producer from then on out. I mean, he's like, um, oh, God damn it. What's the name of the... George uh, Martin? Yes. Jesus. He's so yeah. He he's like George Martin with the Beatles. Yeah, you could say he's like the you know he's like the sixth uh, Radiohead member. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. But anyway, uh, so basically, Nigel and Radiohead they go 
they step away from like the studio type setting to record OK Computer. Kind of reminds me of how Interpol went and recorded Turn on the Bright Lights in that like abandoned. Yes. Uh, used to be a uh, a mental institute for children. Yeah, yeah. So Radiohead goes and records OK Computer in this castle, basically. Also, can um, I just say real, real quick here? If we if we mention a band just kind of out of nowhere and we don't really follow up on that and we just kind of talk about it like we assume you know what we're talking about, chances are that's a band we've covered. And if it piques your interest, scroll through our old episode lists. Chances are you'll find the band that we that we were talking about. Sorry. Yeah, we talked about Kings of Leon. Uh, we did an album or we did an episode on Kings of Leon. We did an episode on Interpol. So yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Anyways. So anyway. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. Like. I think that is why when you get to OK Computer, you can tell that they they are free to kind of do whatever they want. And that is why it sounds like it does, because uh, they are able to experiment and be creative in in a way that they didn't feel like they could do with the previous albums. So, like, there's this... Um, cool. Basically, there's this quote here. Let me just say this. from Tom York. He says, uh, by the time we got to the end of the Ben's tour, we felt like, okay, we've done that now. Basically meaning like, okay, we've done sort of, we've done, you know, kind of the expected path, I guess, that, that, that you, you take. But, you know, like I said, they had been touring for a long time. They they, they opened for REM on a stint of their tour. They opened they, for They Al- toured uh, with Alanis Morissette too, I heard. Right. They toured with Alanis Morissette, I think, on the Jagged Little Pill tour. Oh, yeah. Um, so anyway, he's saying, you know, they feel like they've they've done sort of the mainstream thing, right? And I feel like they were like close to to getting thrown into that uh one hit wonder um, Well that's okay. We'll talk that about pile, that too, right? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So then he goes on to say, then the record company uh kind of shut up and went, All right, it's fair enough. Do what you want and whatever you do next will totally back you. Wow. Uh, and then he says, uh, basically, we want all of our own gear, we want our own studio, and we want to work with Nigel. And they went, okay. Holy shit, it. dude. Not a lot of bands have that luck with Well, it makes it makes you wonder labels. like how many how many bands don't feel free to do what they want to do because yeah. of the record label. I mean, I mean it's it's something that we we all kind of talk about and assume is happening, right? Right. With bands that we love. But, uh, you know, in this instance, you could see what happens when a record label says, okay, hey, you know what, go do what, do whatever you want. Obviously, you got to prove yourself before you can get to that point. But, yeah. All right. So, yeah, let's talk. Let's let's go into uh, our first pick here. So this song, I've always loved the guitar on this song. Uh, the, the reverb, uh, it's got sort of a, um, like a tremolo effect on it or something. Uh, but anyway, this this song is called "Subterranean Homesick Alien," and and pay attention to the lyrics too because it's, it's a really the cool song. I love this. The lyrics song. are great. All right, here we go. Oh, 
Yeah, it's just such a lovely song, man. I mean, it, you know, it just the the guitar just really kind of envelops you. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just I very. Feel like, uh, I feel like we should dive into the lyrics before we talk more about the song. Yeah, but I will say this, dude. Uh, you know, if if you if you're a Radiohead fan prior to OK Computer and you've heard Pablo Honey and you've heard the Bends, when you get to this song you haven't heard anything like this come out of them as far as like the sound of the guitar, the, you know, the keys that are introduced, like sort of that almost like it sounds like a kind of a, like a parlophone or something like that. Yeah. Whatever that, that, that yeah. Yeah. So this you is know, track just, two. Uh, what are your thoughts on airbag? Track I one. like airbag quite a bit. No, but, airbag's great. So, uh, so are you saying that this song is even that much more different like, like, does airbag yeah. to you fit more into the bins and the Pablo Honey sound? No, I mean that's the thing. Nothing on OK Computer fits in okay. with what they had done previously, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, no, no. I mean, yeah, you're right. It, you know, if you push play on OK Computer, yeah, and you've heard the their first, yeah, it, yeah, immediately you're gonna hear uh, a different Radiohead. But I'm just saying, when you get to Subterranean Humpsick Alien, like it, it really does have uh, this different sound as far as like the what they're doing like there's just so much going on in this song you know yeah and so, i feel like on the first two albums the musical arrangements were more like straightforward you know what i mean yeah more they i were, guess they predictable were, could even be a word you they were more straightforward alt rock songs uh you know? more safe yeah okay it, if yeah if we know the okay computer if we know the okay computer is them uh being you know, creative and taking risks, then yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Um, because they, they, they know that they, they have the, uh, they've got the, the ability to do it based on what they told their label. Like, Hey, we did, we did the, we did the endless tours. You know, we came up with a big single for you. Let us go do what we want to do. And this is what they end up doing. And I think kind of like with Interpol, 
Uh, it seems like the the place that they recorded did have an effect. Um, basically, they they would record in this big open ballroom in this castle. Wow. Which had these like wooden floors and wooden panels and this big. They talk about this big medieval tapestry on the wall. Oh, so, dude. Yeah, it's got to have an effect on you. And Tom York even talks about. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna wait and, and talk about that in a second. But yeah, okay. uh, you got the lyrics. I want to read the lyrics, dude. So All right. here are the first two um, lines or verses. So the breath of the morning. I keep forgetting the smell of the warm summer air. I live in a town where you can't smell a thing. You watch your feet for cracks in the pavement. So right off the bat, for to me, this is the song from the perspective of a person that lives in a city or, you know, or a like suburb a, like, where... Yeah, concrete, like concrete you, jungle. You, yeah, you live somewhere... Exactly. Like, you, you forget the smell of the warm summer air. There's no, like, yeah nature around you. And the only entertainment you have is to watch your step because if you step on a crack you break your mother's back kind of thing you know yeah sure sure um yeah and then he says yeah so that's that is one of the themes of this album is yes. like uh you know sort of that uh, it's dude and i've i've i i love this uh word i i think the word sterile is a great word to describe like this the mega cities and like yeah like you like you said the concrete jungles. like yeah industrial yes um, up above clinical, clinical yeah. aliens hover making home movies for the folks back home um, of all these weird creatures who lock up their spirits drill holes in themselves and live for their secrets um, they're all uptight and then he says uptight like dude so when he when he goes into that to that um, repetitive you know saying the word uptight over and over he says uptight twice and then that that's when the really pretty um, musical dude can can we can we play that part again? That's my favorite part of this whole. Yeah, the, the song. it's sort of the sweeping. Yes, uh, it makes me guitar. dude. You can't not like just kind of sway back and forth and like get into yeah, it. Yeah, sure. Let's play it again. Can we do that? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. So are you saying sort and of same, dude? And, and this is when like like um, so one thing I said about Philip Selway and what I like about his drumming technique. Um. Is kind of the same along the same vein as Jim Eno, the drummer for Spoon. Um, my favorite kind of drummers are the ones that approach their beats almost like it's a drum machine, where it's yeah. very repetitive. Yeah. Now, and then I love now, now. Cute. Go ahead. I was just gonna say that this is one of the what you're talking about right now is another example of something that you didn't hear in the previous two albums is okay. Selway doing, like you said, the more like almost um, like it's, electronic it's type drum. Very beats and like, repetitive. Yeah. And then, so, but yeah. then, yeah, this part we're about to play again, this is when he just kind of, it's, it's a lot of drum fills and, Oh, it's just so pretty dude. It just, yeah, they, they repeat these lines over and over. Yeah. Let's hear it.
again, it's just such a pretty song. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, that guitar in the background that's just kind of building up that sweeping mm-hmm. guitar, the drums, yeah. like you said, simple drums, but again, yeah, you know, simple but effective, effective, dude. That's what I'm all about, man. Now, cute. Now, this is this is. I'm really glad that that this is our next pick because it is a stark, stark difference to the sound of of Subterranean Homesick Alien. Oh yeah. As far as like, like we said, this song is very pretty. Uh, the lyrics are kind of playful, right? He's talking about he, he'd like to get picked up by an alien yes. ship and, and, and taken away from the concrete I, jungle. I didn't want to get away from it yet, dude. I just want to read the next line or the next verse, yeah, okay. even though we don't, we didn't play it. I just want to read this real quick because I love this this part. Um, this is more along the lines of you know just some someone that's that's just wishing that they weren't in this concrete jungle. He says, "I wish that they'd swoop down in a country lane." Late at night when I'm driving, take me on board their beautiful ship. Show me the world as I'd love to see it. I just love that, dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Okay, so uh, this next song is called Exit Music for a Film. If you've seen the movie Romeo and Juliet, you may recognize the song from the movie. Quinn, you're saying it was played in the credits? I don't, I don't know. Exactly. I don't, I, dude. I'm just this, just from from a friend of mine told yeah. me. So I but, don't know for uh, sure. I think the song showcases Tom York's vocals um, better than um, the quite a bit of the songs actually. So just in general, <laughs> to to bring back Interpol again, this is like what when Paul Banks kind of uh, you know uh, hits those. Like, like this is Tom yeah, York, like yeah. s- not screaming, but you know, he, this is when he's sure. kind of uh, projecting his voice more and really getting yeah. emotional with his, with his voice. But let's not make any mistake about it, dude. Tom York is one of the best vocalists, I think in rock history. Um, yeah. Or just in history in general, I think, I mean, dude. he's got one of the best, that, that's something that I guess we kind of didn't, didn't really mention uh, for subterranean homesick alien but his vocals um and his, again like you do you do sense a change in this album uh compared to the previous two but here's the deal dude here's the deal let me just i don't know if you have anyone in your life that feels this way about radiohead but i i know a handful of people shit dude not even a handful so i don't even know if this is relevant but there's some people that just like with Interpol, they can't get into Radiohead because of Tom York's force. Do you know anyone like I, that? No, uh, because I, well, I would I would stop knowing them at that point. Well, I'm married to. Someone I get like it. Look, I mean, I get it with I get it with Paul Banks's voice because he has this monotone voice. Yeah. But, but Tom York has such a. It's melodic. It's like haunting at times. Yes. It's beautiful. I do. You know, you're preaching. In, in other choir, times. Dude. You know, like he sings like find me somebody else that sings like Tom York. You know, you can't do it. You can't. He's such a unique vocalist. Yeah. And this song is a great example of of just how powerful his vocals can be. Yeah. So anyway, before I push play, let me just say this. This is a quote from. So I, a lot of I read this interview. There's been a lot of kind of reflection and retrospectives on OK Computer uh, because they had their 20th anniversary. Uh, of this of this album was last year so rolling stone did this very comprehensive uh look at the album and they did this interview uh with the entire group plus nigel plus a bunch of other people that they interviewed uh, and tom was talking about recording 
the vocals for this track and they're kind of jokingly talking about how this old castle that they were recording in was haunted um i think they legitimately believed that because um yeah so listen to this quote tom says the ghosts would talk to me while i was asleep you couldn't discern the conversations because there was more than one at the same time i got really spooked while recording the vocals for exit music it felt like someone was standing next to me so keep that in mind when you hear this because his vocals really do sound kind of like this haunted, there's some echo on it and stuff like that, but it, this song has sort of a creepy vibe to it. Creepy in a in a very like beautiful way. Like this is a very, it's a much darker song than Subterranean, mm-hmm. but his vocals are just incredible. So uh, let's just, let's just play it. And we're going to play a good chunk of this because you have to get to the uh, sort of the, uh, the climax, if you will, of his, uh, of his vocals. So here we go. a song, a song to keep us warm, there's such a chill, such a chill.
Pretty powerful stuff. Yeah. I don't even know if you want to get into the lyrics or not. Um, no, we don't have to. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, what a... It's just one of the... Again, it's one of the songs that kind of leaves you speechless. Like, you don't know what to say, really. Yeah. Because it's so... Uh, there's so much emotion Dude, the, in the vocals. The lyrics, that man. It, oh. It's it's dark, man. It's, it's, it's really it's dark. It's dark, but it's but it's 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 a beautiful song at the yeah. same time, right? Yeah. But I mean, it's 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 interesting to me that he is hearing these voices and stuff when he, when he's just in this castle and like this song, like toward the second verse, you start to hear this, um, this sort of sampled track in the background that's playing, and mm-hmm. it, it does kind of sound like there's these swirling uh, voices and sounds yeah. like. Yeah. in your ears uh-huh. and not to mention like it just sounds like Tom is right next to you uh, if you listen to this song with a good pair of headphones yeah and um, he, dude, his voice is so um, loud but it's also very quiet right it's right. like the, his vocals are, are you know cranked way up the volume or whatever yeah he's uh, one so of what's those interesting about he's that, one of those vocalists that really knows how to take advantage of of the microphone as an instrument you know yeah yeah the, yeah well yeah it, it, obviously it's like it's one of those voices where it is an, an instrument well yeah and it's it's so it's like as a so one thing that that you know if you if you're a drummer and you take lessons one thing that they they tr- will try to teach you is how to finesse your instrument in a way that you can effectively change up a beat simply by playing your hi-hat or your snare drum quieter in some parts to, you know, to, to, to have a more of an impact. And Tom York does that beautifully with his voice. He, he can, he will quiet down, um, you know, and, you know, almost to a whisper. It's not a whisper, but like, yeah, like what, like, like you were saying, it sounds like he's right there just like singing right right in your ear. Right, so so here's something interesting about that. Right, that was obviously a decision made by um, Nigel. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the producer, right? So um, the fact that it really does sound like he's right in your ear like that—that um, that was a choice that they made. Uh, they said that they were listening to a lot of um, Johnny Cash um, at Folsom Prison. Right, mm-hmm. so this is that when he does that recording at the at the prison. Oh yeah. Uh, that that concert. Yeah. And apparently what they noticed about uh Johnny's voice on that album is it does sound like it's right up in the microphone like that. And so that influenced them to kind of do that with this song. So that's something else that's kind of interesting. Man, I've you I've know, I've done this before, dude. I'm going to get nerdy. I can't do. This is just the this is the shit that I love about music, man. Just drawing from from influences and, and past recordings, you know, and just building upon that to create, you know, to create these these songs and these moments. Well, I like Beautiful, dude. F- finding out things like that is what yes. is what I love about digging deep into music. Yes. So here's something else that I just found out about with regard to this 
album and Tom's uh, influences that he pulled from. So one of his influences uh, for this album was, as he says it, the incredibly dense and terrifying sound of Bitches Brew, oh. the 1970 avant-garde jazz fusion album Ooh. by Miles Davis. Yeah. Isn't that, I mean, that's just great. I mean, it's that's incredible to hear that Tom York, of course he listened to Bitches Brew, right? But I mean, it is it is amazing that he he hears Bitches Brew and thinks, you know, there's such a dense and like, as he says, terrifying sound on bits and pieces of Bitches Brew, right? That yeah. he wanted to capture that on on this on this uh this rock album that they made but yeah so like when you listen to to bitches brew right that was you know that's the album is known for like it was a it was a live session uh album as far as like it was recorded live right during these these uh this very like kind of well-known recording session that davis did with some so like it's got this very uh, like tribal sounds uh-huh. in some instances. Very avant-garde, uh, like you were saying. Yeah, it's just it's an incredible album. There's a lot of stuff going on. That's probably what he's what he means when he says dense and terrifying. But anyway, just hearing stuff like that, uh, it's great, right? And that's what makes OK Computer. Uh, my, you know, I'm guessing that that they didn't feel that Tom wouldn't feel comfortable um, crafting an album that that. Uh, that goes in those sorts of directions, uh, he wouldn't have felt comfortable on their first two, because you can't really take risks like that when you're when you're first starting out, right? Right. So anyway, so let's go into the next one, uh, and obviously we played the whole song there because you can't not play the whole song, right? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, now this song, I think the three choices that we had are, are pretty good. Uh, They're very, all three of, very different. Yeah, which is which is great. And so, electioneering. Uh, sorry, I just jumped the gun, but yeah, our next pick is electioneering, and this is this this is tied, I think, for like you know, this is up there for me for favorite song on this album. Um, I love this song, dude. Yeah, it's a good song. All right, so here we go. This is called electioneering.
heavy rock song, man. Yeah, what's great about uh, this song is it just shows, again, just how diverse his vocals are. Because he's there's there's a little bit of like uh, uh, some gravel like hoarseness in his voice mm-hmm. in this song, dude, which, which lends itself perfectly to the to the the vibes of the song, rock harder rock song, right? Mm-hmm. Compared to the last one, yeah, dude. But yeah, I dude, uh, I he, love his you know. voice in this song, man. And what yeah. you know, what's great, man. Um, he he continues to 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 release songs like this um i mean i say continues to but like one of my favorite songs on in rainbows uh body snatchers dude it's got that same vibe where it's just like i mean uh, in rainbows came out like over a decade ago so i know just want to put that out there i know but Uh, like still there's not there's not too many songs on or or any songs i don't think on on a moon-shaped pool that sound uh like this but that's the thing about tom york and radiohead dude give it another five ten years you know they are the most um i think they're the most like diverse uh experimental band uh, of all time as far as like like you say their sound you never know they will what you're gonna get with yeah, the radiohead album they will they will go like anywhere with their sound you know yeah because they're so that's that's the thing and we haven't really said this i, mean, I think it goes without saying but Obviously, we've talked about Tom York and what a great vocalist he is. But every single one of these musicians are are some of the best yeah. uh, out there, right? Yeah, dude. And that's why their music is so incredible. And because, that's an understatement, like with this song, man. Yeah, if you listen to the guitar playing yeah. on electioneering, yeah, dude, especially I love during the, the guitar work and during the chorus too, like it mirrors uh, Tom's voice perfectly. Yeah. Like he is going down. He's 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 following the same kind of melody. Uh, that that York's voice is taking, but he's kind of you know, it's a really it's really kind of in sync. You have to kind of pay attention to it, but it's really awesome. Yeah, so that's that's it. I mean, that's a quick, just quick peek at at OK Computer. Obviously, this is you know, I think this this is one of those albums that makes uh, lists of uh you know top 100 albums you need to listen to before you die or, or whatever right this is just one of those albums that uh that you got to listen to yeah um if you haven't already give it just push play and um just kind of like the three songs that we played for you like you're 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 definitely going to hear a lot of different a lot of different sounds but this is when radiohead sort of takes a turn and they even they even spelled it out for us in this interview that like they they did the sort of the alt rock, you know, generic '90s alt rock sound for a couple of albums. They toured for a long time. They did kind of what they were supposed to do, and then they said, "Okay, let's let's make an album that's that's more kind of creative and more experimental. Let us do what we want to do. You know, name our own producer, go find our own studio, and that's OK Computer. And from then on, it's been." Basically, they, they, you know, they don't follow any, any rules. You know what I mean? Yeah. Radiohead is Radiohead. There's no other band like them. Yeah, dude. Um, and we're gonna and we're gonna uh, get into that even more in a month when we cover Kid A, dude. I can't wait. Yeah, I guess it'll will be a month. So yeah, so uh, we didn't really uh, say this at the beginning of this episode, but we're gonna do kind of what we did with Spoon, uh, where we're going to. Do a, do a Radiohead album. Uh, the next major or the next full episode will be another band. 
whatever band we decide to talk about. And then we'll, be, we'll come back and do another Radiohead album. Uh, and we're going to do that up up to In Rainbows. So we got a lot to cover. Um, a lot to cover. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked, man. Too, I, I can't wait. Me too. Um, you know, I think uh, Hail to the Thief uh, is, is one of my favorite Radiohead albums. Um, but there are songs on every single album that are just... Uh, incredible. I think I'm most excited um, to, amazing to listen songs. to some Kid A on this podcast, man. Are you excited because you haven't really delved into it no. too much, or is this one of your? That's this is your I, favorite album. Kid A might be my favorite. Okay. I don't know, dude. That might yeah. my, my mind might change. Um, yeah, I mean, if you haven't you really, uh, yeah, sure. So anyway, uh, uh, I'm not exactly sure what we're gonna do next um i think our next let's not hey let's not spill beans bro okay all right so all right so that's that uh yeah. we'll have our sidetrack episode next week um and um that's it so yeah uh if you're not already subscribed to us you can find us on soundcloud or itunes uh or pretty much any other podcast app that you use uh, go to our website, nofillerpodcast.com, uh, where you can see show notes. Uh, basically, we, you know, you can listen to the episode uh, from the website, and you can um, read any sources that we may have pulled from. Uh, we post uh, links to articles, sometimes videos, uh, live concert footage if we if we play something from a concert. But anyway, you can find pretty much any information you need to about this podcast and the episodes on our website. And again, that's nofillerpodcast.com. So uh, that's that. You got an outro lined up, brother? Uh, Sure don't. (laughs) Okay, let's let's fucking find something. Let's, let's, dude. No, hang on. Wait. Hey, let's let's do some some REM. Here we go. No, man. No, no, no. Because we're going to do an REM episode pretty soon. Okay. So I got I got something. Okay. Uh, so they came out with last year, they came out with the 20th anniversary edition of OK Computer. Yes, sir. Uh, so it has a great, lot of extra dude. material. Yeah, it's it's remastered and it is a thing of beauty. If you got a nice pair of speakers, give it a listen. Whew. You can tell the difference, dude. Uh, dude, I remember the first time I listened to it. Like I, I when, as soon as it came out, I listened to it on you know a good pair of speakers and i was just blown away dude i felt like i was listening to the album for the first time yeah so anyway they they, they um on this album there are some tracks that that they had written and and recorded that didn't make it onto the album when it was originally released so we're, we're going to play one of those songs uh this song is called lift so that's what's going to play us out uh again my name is travis and my name is quentin again we'll uh Holla at you next time. This is No Filler Music Podcast. Bye.